Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Previous tenants, Gardenia, passed away two days ago. Oh, Guy, let's take it, please. Hey, let's make love. Sakes, don't cry, oh, all right? Yeah. I won't. <laughs> well, if I were you young and healthy, I'd have lots of children. Madame and Monsieur shall have the dessert after all. What? Mousse au chocolat. Or as many calls it, chocolate mouse. Mmm, <laughs> it's delicious. It has an undertaste. A chalky undertaste. Get a son of mortal woman. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Satan is his father, and his name is Adrian. He shall overthrow the mighty and lay waste their temples. He shall redeem the despised and wreak vengeance in the name of the burned and the tortured. Hail Adrian! Hail Satan! Hail Satan! you out of all the world, out of all the women, the whole world, he chose you. He arranged things because he wanted you to be the mother of his only living son. His power is stronger than stronger. His might shall last longer than longer. Satan. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Kill your milk and all that.
dude, dude. Whoa, dude, dude, no! Oh! <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. We're glad you can join us. It has been a while. That's all Hello. I can say. Been a long, long while. Been a long, long time. Been a long time. Yep. Uh, I'm not going to sing anymore. No? Well, yes. Okay. Well, uh, what episode is this? Is number 120... One hundred and twenty-three. Three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Now, just give me uh, one quick second, because uh, my copy of Rosemary's Baby, um, I have to actually uh, pull that up a different way. Normally, I have it queued up, but because Media Player kind of sucks a dick, it won't play this file. And let me say, sir, just how good it is to be back with you it here. It is. It's we wonderful. had to take a brief hiatus um, a week, uh, for a number of reasons over the past few weeks. One of them being I was away for 10 days on campus uh, for my residency. Uh, and uh, the, the internet at the college was um, also sucked a dick. So uh, very, very bad internet there. I never would, would have been able to connect if I'd had time to. So it, that, yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah, we, we, we were toying mm. with the idea of of doing that and then well you know what would really i mean we we probably could have uh could have got it through if you just called no but didn't want to do that either there was no phone reception i had to use the internet to make phone calls oh god all right never mind yeah. no no it was that bad <laughs> vermont vermont they, they don't they, they're not they're they're not all about that you know staying connected thing they're isolated a lot of hippies up in vermont well, a lot, of, a lot of hippies on campus. It, well, not hippies per se. It's a hippie college. So there weren't hippies there, but the hippies created the college. So it's, it's hippie-based. Oh, okay. Which is a good thing. I'm not complaining. So did you have a good experience, I guess? Oh, uh, yeah. It was, a, it was a good experience. I, I drank a lot more than I usually do. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> uh, walked a lot more than I usually do. And, oh. and ate a lot more than I usually do. The cafeteria there was amazing. Yeah, you were posting amazing. a lot of pictures of it. I was taking pictures every day. So this is what I'm eating on a, at a college cafeteria, bitches. Like my, <laughs> the first morning, like eggs Florentine. What? It's holistic, <laughs> man. Oh yeah. The one thing I the one thing I did learn, however, is is I, I have the that illness where when I see foods I'm not familiar with, I have to try them. Oh. And. After three days of, uh, they had like three sections to the the main buffet you'd go out to, and a lot of the stuff was vegan. Uh, you know, again, hippie college, so they they kind of oh, and yeah. everything like eighty percent of the stuff that was there was grown on campus or at farms nearby. So it's they're all natural. It's it's all local. Uh, so they would have weird things that not being vegan, I've never seen before, like uh, something called frica, I think. And uh, the fuck is that? I it's some kind of. It's like it's like it's like a cross between couscous, rice and beans. I'm not sure. All I know is that I was I was like, oh, I'll try this, I'll try this, I'll try that. After the third day of um, vegan food, mixed in with other stuff, but just like more than I've ever had. Right. My my my, my body began to reject it. <laughs> to put it to put it non-colorfully, and <laughs> and there was a there was a day or two there where uh, I, I it was. The, the 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 turning point was the uh, the Mexican black bean soup. Ooh. Yeah, that, <laughs> on, on day, that was like that was the uh, that was the um, what do you call it the the igniter. 
that set off. That was the fuse. I bet it looked the same way on the way out. Marijuana is the fuse. LSD is the bomb. <laughs> All right, let's get to the topic at hand, though. Mm. Um, what topic is that, sir? The topic is my movie challenge to you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank which you. is uh, 1968's Roman Polanski-directed Rosemary's Baby. Now, the reason yes. I challenged this to you was because of the challenge you gave me, which was House of the Devil. And right, the so. way that film ended was my in of the challenge to you, which was she was impregnated oh. with the devil's baby. Now, now you, yeah, now you can say that's the reason, but it really, there's a lot more encompassing it because it, it, it isn't just the idea of the girl having Satan's baby, but both films have the, this concept where, in order to get Satan's child into a woman, instead of just you know hiring someone or putting out a want ad for for a satanic woman who'd be interested in doing such a thing, they do this, uh, or even as kidnapping somebody and force fertilizing them. Right. Uh, both films have this like bizarre. A confidence trick that lures them in unawares for no real conceivable reason. <laughs> conceivable. <laughs> Inconceivable. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, very true. So, in, in a lot of ways, House of the Devil is is kind of a, a like a like a half-assed shorthand remake of of uh, Rosemary's Baby. Speak uh, and, and before we get into Rosemary's ba Baby, speaking of House of the Devil, speaking of Ty fucking West, did you see I posted on our uh, movie suck movie sucktastic page on Facebook? Um, not recent. I've been gone all day. I, I, so. I stumbled over this. I stumbled over this little link here. Uh, let me find it. Do 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 do. Uh, let me scroll down here. Yeah, the, there was a link that says that the Sacramento director Ty West was recently featured on the Hollywood Reporter's Hollywood's 20 Masters of Horror list. Oh, God. Uh, and my comment on that was basically, motherfucker. Because <laughs> I hate Ty West. Um, so I just had to share that. What's the... If you ha had to guess, what would do you think would be the... The number one thing that House of the Devil and Rosemary's Baby ha have in common. Uh, goofy satanic worshippers. Satan worshippers. I was going to go with boring. <laughs> oh, that too. I'm sorry. Uh, you meant you, you, effect, not, not cause. Okay. Cur yeah. yeah, no, boring. Boring. You know, no, both films are amazingly boring. Uh, Rosemary's Baby even more so in some ways because we just showed the trailer at right. the beginning of the video portion of the show and they pretty much just showed you they just pretty much gave you the first half hour to film easily they like oh you know it's not just like teasing here it's like oh we're we're going to show him drugger and get you know they they there's no suspense to the movie you know what the movie is about yeah and, and, and it, it's it's um that trailer I, that that we played they go and put things like, shh, you know, like this. They put like a a bed of music or Very sound 70s. effects. Yeah, but they do that, and because I think that if they just showed a trailer from the film, because the film has very little music in it, it has very little uh, sound effects as far as to build up the tension. It doesn't really do much of that, 
And if they had just showed the trailer without anything like a bed of music or sound effects, you'd just be sitting there just saying to yourself, man, this is fucking boring. This is a boring movie trailer, and I'm not going to go see it because it's boring me. And this is revered as, you know, a horror classic for whatever reason. It always makes the list, whether uh, written or when they do those uh, VH1 or MTV or any other type of, you know, best horror film list, it always makes it. And and I think there's a reason uh, that its film is considered by a, a large portion of the population as one of the most terrifying films of all time, is because on a base level, and I think the only way, the only level this film succeeds at. Now, the film, as we know, is based on the novel by Ira Levin, who right. also wrote a sequel that was made into a made-for-TV film. Uh, from what I've read, Roman Polanski. Uh, now, I, I, I see. I, I've seen where some people have said that. Roman Polanski didn't understand that he uh, didn't have to translate everything directly from the book because it was his first uh, adaptation. Okay. I, I I don't buy that. That's like when I just don't. I, this, this seems stupid to me. Like the guy's, you know, already a good filmmaker. He doesn't understand that he can change things during the making. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, but but beyond whether or not that's true, he re, he has remained very faithful. I haven't read the book, but this is what I've read. Uh, I no desire to read the book. Believe me, uh, he's remained very faithful to the book as, as far to the point of taking whole chunks of dialogue out, and he tried to be remain very faithful to the source material. Uh, I think the reason the book was popular and the reason that the film was popular is on a base level, it hits the realization for I think uh, a large mem- uh, portion of the female population that the idea of childbirth is fucking horrifying. <laughs> It is yeah. a horrifying. It is a horrifying concept to to uh, not only just become a mother, but giving birth to a child. The whole medical, the whole physical change that goes on. Uh, my sister-in-law is currently uh, pregnant with twins, and she's temporarily staying at my house for reasons beyond me. And and sh- these twins are eating her alive from the inside out. It's it's horrible, horrifying to watch. It's yeah, disgusting. Uh, when and, uh, um, not her, she's not disgusting, but the process is disgusting. Well, and, when. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But, but I, I think I think the film taps into that. Uh, just the idea of losing control, having men control your lives after that point. Uh, I mean, just the one image when she goes to the calendar and, and like blood is written in red letters on the calendar when she has to go get blood. Just it's it, that alone is just very stark and horrifying. It's like blood, and and, and uh, I think a lot of women even. Even beyond just the, the whole satanic thing, we'll talk about that later. Um, right. it, it is a you are powerless at this, when you hit a point where you've got all these male doctors and the husband and everything. And everyone's telling you what to do, and you you it's it's almost like being caught in this cult of uh, parenthood. So mm-hmm. I can understand on that level why a lot of women find it scary. Uh, okay. All right, I won't contest that. I, I can. I'm not defending the film. I'm just saying that's. I think it's worth some of that. Are, are, well, are you are you are you more or less saying mothers to be or women that are already mothers? Because I I figure once no, just, a woman women becomes a mother, every woman it, is a and potential, she's, and it's not a big deal anymore. No, but don't forget, there's there's postpartum depression. There's the you know there's the fears going up to it. There there are a lot of psychological and hormonal issues that go with 
uh, having a child. And just, I mean, again, every woman is a potential Rosemary. Every woman, you know, is potentially, uh, whether through choice or not, you know. Could, um, could have Satan's child. Well, to, to, to be stuck in that situation where they have no control and, and also look at it from an abortion standpoint. I know, you know, one point she's like, oh, I'm not going to get rid of the baby. I'm not going to get rid of the baby. Uh, you know, say she's not going to go out for go for an abortion. But right. when you look at the idea that, especially we're talking about the 70s. So, you know, this is not a, uh, as a done deal as it is now. Well, um, I forget when. It's technically late 60s, the 60s, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry, 68. I apologize. mean, it's very close to the 70s. You know when, when was, you, you go from one Robert decade. Uh, ooh. I want to say that was. I want to say that was seventy three. So this is before yeah. Roe versus Wade. So yeah. it, you know it, it wasn't even hundred percent legal then. So even looking at it from that standpoint of uh, of this, once this child's in you, if you want to get rid of it, you do have a cult, so to speak, that will do anything to prevent you from getting rid of the child and making sure you have this child. So I mean, I mean, from a woman's standpoint, which I can't really speak from. But I, I can see a lot of angles. We're watching this film. They can really be drawn in. Now, you and I, when we watch this film, we see uh, a weak, annoying female lead that yeah. uh, is is spends most of the time oblivious, happily the uh, submissive housewife. And when she finally does stand up for herself, it's like, well, you know, what are you doing now? <laughs> yeah, really. Now, now, now it's now it's kind of. Um, I mean, if you want to, I, I think the most telling part of the film. And for anybody listening who's never seen the film before, uh, Rosemary and her husband, John Cassavetes, uh, Mia Farrow plays Rosemary's baby, or Rosemary, not the baby, and uh, her and John Cassavetes get an apart apartment in an old, creepy old building surrounded by creepy old people, and uh, shortly thereafter, John Cassavetes is sucked into the uh, uh, satanic underworld, and he and the entire population of this building, or members of it conspire to impregnate her with satan hilarity and ensues he's uh he's he's motivated by the fact that he <laughs> can get you know uh, rich and famous from allowing his wife to be impregnated with satan's child that's, that's great when they when because they, they meet these neighbors next door and the the neighbors are um oh uh what's minnie, the actor it's minnie or ruth uh, ruth gordon plays minnie and ruth sydney blackmer mayor uh he plays roman that anybody who doesn't recognize the name ruth gordon is is uh as everyone will recognize by this reference is the the old mother from uh any which every which yeah. way will lose any which way you can he ate my oreos <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing that's gonna shake that from your brain while you're watching this film oh, there's not one point there's not one point she's on screen that you're not waiting for her to say philo you know, <laughs> <laughs> And they gave her an Oscar for this too. She got a Best Supporting Oscar for this movie. She got a Best Supporting o Oscar for this. Best I Supporting Actress. Yeah, she got a Best the Supporting Actress for this. The only Oscar the film won. What else did it get? Anything? Uh, it might have uh, got makeup. It's a horror film. Nope, yeah, one Oscar. It got uh, it got nine nominations, eleven mm -hmm. wins for uh, from other things, but the one Oscar is for Ruth Gordon. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, he picked wow. you in all over the world. He wanted you to ha have his one and only child. Yeah, <laughs> fucking and, mini. And I, I want to talk about that whole scene later because I, I've got a whole, I've got a whole thing going with that. I love but, it when they're uh, all naked, hovering around her when the, the the Satan is raping her, and he's like, she can see. She goes, she ate the mush. She's dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she can't see nothing. 
<laughs> but the, when they first meet them and they have them over for dinner that first time, uh, and, and the Cassavetes, he's like, I, I don't want to deal with these old people. They'll never leave and stuff. And then when Roman starts talking to him about, uh, you know, oh, I know people in the industry, and they take him to the other room. And like right. when they, they, when you follow the women, and there's like a shot of them sitting on either side of this uh, couch. Uh, talking to each other. All, all I can see is the dialogue off screen. So, so, son, have you ever heard? Have you ever thought about uh, worshiping Satan? Satan? What do you mean? No, really, no, there's a lot of benefits to it. Let me tell. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> like overnight, he's like selling his wife's womb to these people for right. for acting gigs. And, like, and like in the blink of an eye, all it takes is one blind actor, one actor going blind, so he gets the main part. Right. I was like, going to yeah, say, he's uh, like, you, 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 <clears throat> you know that actor that keeps beating you out for parts? Not anymore. <laughs> You want him to not ever see again? We can do that. <laughs> How many parts is he going to get? How many blind people can he be in a, in a part? I don't think so. You want so. us to kill him or cripple him? You can do that? No, <laughs> please, really, just get his tie. We'll, we'll work on it. Don't worry about it. Get his it, tie. <laughs> Meet him for lunch and get his tie. <laughs> it's the, but, like, it swings. He's, they swing him so quick. And it, it's almost just like, so I get you the part. Oh, oh so do you want her to have the kid or you just want to have sex with her? Because we can do either. We can drug her. I mean, he's. He's yeah. he's a horrible horrible person, and that, that it was in the trailer too. That scene where they're sitting in the house, the apartment when they first get it, and they're just sitting there eating like eating fast food on the on the bare wooden floors, and mm-hmm. she just turns to him and says, "Let's make love," <laughs> and he he just turns out the lights, and then, and they like stay silently like start running slowly. Yeah, and there there's the romance. <laughs> there's the romance. Now. Two things, very quickly. One, I didn't Anytime. even realize this was a Cassavetes film. I hadn't seen it in so long. We've Same been doing here. Cassavetes like, holy shit. I mean, that could have been my in. <laughs> the fact that it was another Cassavetes movie. Yeah, from the Fury going over, yeah. Sure. Um, but And two, this could possibly be the worst edited film I've ever seen. Did you notice how poorly edited this movie is? How scenes end abruptly and move into the next, and there's really no pause. There's no, uh, there's no transition. It is just literally a snap cut. Then the next shot comes in. It is so jagged as far as its editing goes. I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a more professional, you know, produced film this poorly edited before well again i've i've had that complaint i still say to this day that like uh and I, i've gotten in huge arguments with other film fanatics about such things that films like the french connection right uh, i I've, I've made the mistake of saying well in some ways it's poorly edited just be, but it is though. because it's yeah, the time it, it's the the, the time it's the 60s yeah. and the 70s they're pushing films out left and right they weren't editing them perfectly you know movies are winning you know best editing at the oscars yeah this is shitty you know it's edited poorly but this is the least <laughs> edited oh, uh you know the or perhaps, most least poorly edited film this year perhaps let's let's perhaps we should change it from saying poorly edited to not as polished as films are edited now well there <sighs> See, I don't. I don't know if I want to say that either, because there were there are plenty of films in the '60s and '70s that were edited properly. You know, mm-hmm. just off the top of my head, take The Godfather Part One and Two, early '70s. There we go. Beautifully filmed, 
beautifully edited. Just off the top of my head. Even take Star Wars or Jaws. You know, mid-70s. You know, mid to late. Beautifully edited. I, I mean, th there is a difference. So They'll give you that. I mean, even take the older the black and white films. A lot of them were edited just fine. Moving scenes from one to the other, it's a, they do lots of fade-outs. This is just smacked together. You know? Let's push it out as quick as we can. That's what it felt like as far as the editing goes. So, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I don't now, think the argument for, uh, you know, it, yeah, sure, everything's polished now because everything's done on a fucking Mac. So, yeah. but... Uh, um, <laughs> I didn't bring it up so you could say that. Uh, but and hey, and speak, speaking of um, uh, speaking of Ruth Gordon, I've also got to mention uh, Elisha Cook. Harold and Moore. In Maud. the beginning. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, Elisha Cook. Uh, the the guy that's showing him the apartment in the beginning. He's oh, also yeah. the 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 uh, the uh, curator, so to speak, of the house on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price. Ah, uh, yes, he is. Yes. So there's like, there's that parallel there too, where he's showing him through the house, like here's where the ceiling drips blood. Now the large kitchen here, and let's not forget, like like you, t you take them into this apartment and say, oh look, here's this old woman that died under mysterious. Uh, she died and she wasn't here. Uh, and look, and here of course is the closet that she barricaded herself in <laughs> by moving this giant dresser against it. Yeah. No, that's not peculiar at all. Right. You later find out why the cabinet is in front of the door, but. Yeah, you literally find just, that out at the end of the movie, and it's such a and they, they spend so so much time like on it, like okay, yeah, we get it. No, 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 let's, let's move it now. And then, she was oh, in her eighties; yeah. she couldn't have possibly moved this by herself. And then it's like, <laughs> can you help me move this? It's like two minutes later, <laughs> they're still moving the cabinet. It's just holy shit. <laughs> well, it's 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 a, I guess it's a struggle when you one you're trying to adapt a book to a film and trying to keep as much as possible and the film takes the takes place over the course of like almost an entire year you know there's the time well, yeah, to move in sure. the, the uh, you know they move in they, they they get settled in uh it takes you know give it a month to settle in then uh they meet the neighbors and about a week and a half for Casavetes to sell his wife's womb to them and then after that you've got nine months or so of the pregnancy uh i mean when i was talking about women you know, and like men oppressing women and that whole thing. I, right. I think the, the the scariest scene from a woman's point of view would have to be where she when she escapes and goes to Charles Grodin. <laughs> and I completely forgot Grodin. that he was in this movie. Oh yeah. And when like, he shows up for the first time, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> it's and Charles I, Grodin. And I kept waiting for that cute sardonic smile and it never came. No. Yeah, <laughs> he had that but stupid goes, mustache though. It's like shave. What, yeah, what the? No. Who talked him into that mustache? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I bet he was he was actually donning that mustache during that time. They just let him keep I, it. I don't know. I I, got, I have I have a feeling that like w without the mustache, it would be too much like the lovable Charles Grodin we all know. Putting the mustache on kind of like yeah. gave you some distance. And I looked me, it up was... too because I did the math. He was thirty-one years old when he did the movie. Uh huh. He just he looks exactly the same. <laughs> He just no, hasn't. Yeah. Well, thirty-one or fifty-one, or he's almost seventy now. It just he just doesn't look any different. Mm -hmm. No, he, he aged well. Um, 
so but that scene where she's like this is the one person she trusts and she's pouring her heart out to them he's like oh i'll help you and then he she he, he just turns her right into them again like he calls right. them to pick them up it was just that hopelessness that there's no one to turn to i'm alone in this situation yeah. there's that isolation of the, the woman where nobody can help me i'm stuck with this so right. and I, you know i'm taking and the thing is too he he, he turns he turns her back into them because he's like you know what i have uh i have a real practice here uh i'm a respected doctor i don't need these fucking satanists fucking with me <laughs> in my life really? i don't want to wake up just, i don't want to wake up just, blind for helping this lady out <laughs> you, you don't think it was just he didn't believe in them or he was like ah satanists uh yeah no you can i'm not helping no, no, I, I think deep down he kind of knew the reputation of these people because when she told him about her doctor, he's like, and he's like, oh, is that, oh, so-and-so? And she's, I don't remember his name, but um, she's like, yeah, that's my doctor. He's like, Saperstein, yeah. Saperstein. And uh, she's, uh, she's like, yeah, it's Dr. Saperstein. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know Dr. Saperstein. Let me give them a call. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Dr. Saperstein. Uh, yeah, I got a lady here. She's, uh, your patient. I'll be right over. Okay, sir. <laughs> yeah, I think he absolutely knew who they were, Saperstein's reputation, and he didn't want any fucking part of that shit. Because if it got out in any way that he helped her, oh, yeah. Now, I want to make the good. case right here, and Charles Grodin will help <laughs> yeah. me solidify that case. This <laughs> film would have been so much better if it had been a little more humorous. Yeah. Sure, and but Polanski, it's, he just doesn't do that. Who? Oh. Polanski. But he does at the end. He does, I mean, up until the whole film, it's like this, that, you know, this, this like abusive relationship and everything's like kind of stark. And, and then at the end, when she escapes them uh, in the, in the uh, hotel, I'm sorry, in the apartment building, and did, did they ever clarify whether or not the elevator guy was in on it? Um... I'm wondering if the black elevator operator was in on the whole thing. Because he was yeah. always kind of creepy, and I was always wondering why the elevator yeah. guy has to be creepy. I mean, is, is, is the, is the waitstaff in on this, too? What, what's the... How far do the tentacles of the satanic cult reach? But when she escapes them and, and, and locks them out of her apartment, and then while she's trying to call somebody on the phone, they literally tiptoe <laughs> past the, door, the bedroom doorway behind right. her. Literally. You know, Scooby Doo cartoon tiptoe across the door. It's hilarious. You're like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And then right. later, it, when she. Yeah, if there was any sound when, effect that went with, with it, it would have been. Exactly. <laughs> and then when she, find, when she finally like figures out that the baby's next door and she breaks through the, the closet and goes in, it's it's just real. Again, the clip I, we played at the beginning of the show, it's this real kind of almost carnivalist, carnivalist, carnivalish. This kind of carnival atmosphere. And everybody's, uh, you know, he starts yelling about, oh, Satan is going to, he, his name is Abigail, and he will, it was Abigail, Adrian. and he will rise, Adrian, a and he will Adrian. rise and de destroy, you know, destroy them all, and oh, yeah, Satan just wanted you to have his kid. And it's just it's almost, it's... <laughs> of all the women in the whole world, he picked you. Aren't yeah, you happy? no way. There's no way he's filming, directing that scene and, and taking it seriously. He's, it's, it's, there's a farce, there's a kind of a farce, when he has the Asian guy yell, Hell, Satan! Or I can't do the Japanese <laughs> accent. When the Japanese accent, when he yells "Hell, Satan!" in the Japanese accent, you know that's not serious. You know he's going for humor there. 
Seriously. Why do I think? Why do I think that he he didn't intend it to be funny? No, he had to. I just don't again, know, man. <laughs> again, he, he, we're not talking about his first film, like out of film school or something. He's already been making movies. He knows how to control a scene. Uh, whether or not you like the film, he knows what he's doing when he does scenes. Oh, sure. And uh, although I, I I will again question some of the dialogue. I know he's trying to fit dialogue from the book right in there, but again, our that favorite scene. The, this is not a dream. This is really happening. So, uh, this is no dream. This is really yeah. happening. And every now, single one, like like we were talking about before, uh, when it makes those uh, written or uh, television top ten or top twenty uh, best horror films, they always show that clip. And they always show that clip to kind of prove their point of, see, this is a great horror movie. And every time I see laugh. it, I'm, I, it's right, laughable. I giggle, right. And I just, <laughs> there, there's, it, it, and it, so on the one hand, I see him taking this very comic approach. He's, he's breaking all the tension and not even trying to make it dark. These are just, these are, these are sad old people with crazy people. Do it, whether or not there's actually, and that's another thing. But whether or not it's actually Satan's child or not, these are just a bunch of lunatics. Yep. And and he plays on that in that end. And so why why couldn't you do that all through the film? But and why couldn't it be? Well, you can't have all this tension and seriousness. And all this is going to happen. It's just oh, what's happening? What's happening? And then at the end, just like that, he has his father's eyes. There's no way you play that line and like not have it be a little funny. So <laughs> that whole. The whole film should have been that way. They should have had like Charles Grodin, like like an old, uh, like like a Bob Newhart one one end of the telephone conversation kind of thing. Says, uh, "Saperstein, yeah, I've got uh, this woman here uh, raving about satanic cults uh, impregnated her." Oh, really? That's news to me. But I'll be right over. <laughs> oh, so so, so 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 it is Satan's child. Oh, um, does he have his father's eyes? <laughs> oh, I, Satan can get me a membership in the club. Ooh. Well, you come by and pick her up in about an hour. I'll have her ready. <laughs> TF5? T off of 5, yeah, great. Yeah, but, I mean, it's just... I, and again, like, uh, Cassavetes, son, have you ever thought what Satan could do for your acting career? Well, I know I haven't. I mean, just... What's what's the conversation that leads to that? Where do you go from, I know people in the industry, to get a member, get an article of his possessions and we'll cripple him for life so you get the part? There's got... There's no logical transgression there. And... This underlines an even broader point uh, that Satan worshippers, and this goes back to their film we just saw too, the House of House of the Devil. House of the Devil. Sat Satan worship is an overwhelmingly silly religion. <laughs> the more you think about it, yeah. If, if you if you think and if you think I'm like just being flippant, do a Google picture search for Anton Lavey. And there, I'm done. That's it. You're done. Any picture of Anton LaVey you find is going to be uh, insanely comical. And he was a member. He was the head of the Church of Satan at the height of the whole Satan thing. And you know whether hey, I can hear you typing now. I'm and, looking it up. Well, because I want everyone online to to see it as well. Yeah, that, I've, that, I've seen this guy. He looks like fucking Ming. <laughs> the fact that yeah, exactly. The fact that Sammy Davis Jr. was a member of the Church of Satan at one point. There's nothing more more ridiculous. Then a bunch of people standing around, you know, pouring blood into a chalice with horns on their heads. It is oh the the club de Hemian of uh, the ninth never world is the, our ruler. Is it just? Yeah, I mean, you're and you're not. They're not getting any 
nothing is really happening with a Satanist. I mean, it's not like they're right. actually raising demons and stuff. Uh, just as much as you go, don't, don't go to the churches and have God shoving his hands through the roof. It, there's no effect. And how how many meetings can you go to with like the the the, the black robes and the shaved heads be- and like the eyeliner before you just start feeling like an out of work uh, heavy metal band from the late seventies? There's <laughs> it's it's a sad sad proposition. And I and I think Polanski really hit on it in that last scene. Whether or not it was intentional, I believe it was, but I don't know why he would do it. Uh, with the tone of the rest of the film being the way it is, again right. he just plays it as yeah he's you know the the hail Satan. Well, everybody that says hail Satan, they don't say it in a way that you're actually supposed to take seriously. You're supposed to laugh and go, oh this guy's a fucking nut. They're just they're, it's like the it's it's like a it's the hippies versus the Tea Party. It's the extreme right version of like televangelists. They're just as ridiculous. Right. Yeah. So sure. so I got a so picture I, up of uh, Anton Lavey for everybody. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. This guy, I mean, I've seen. Him, I know who he is. I've seen him before, but I haven't seen a picture of him in a while, and that's pretty bad. Oh, you don't he, even have he, him like. In, you don't even have him in the skull cap with the horns, or or no. with their pet tiger. Yeah, no, he's he's with this, his he's, fucking snake. Oh yeah, this is the snake. Yeah, there you go. Fuck you. <laughs> Satanism is really just a really really goofy religion, um, if you can call it a religion. Um, and the idea of a satanic cult, like just just perpetrating anything of this, the only reason I buy the whole idea of, again, uh, same thing as the house of the house of the dead, uh, we could put an ad out for a woman that wants to be, you know, impregnated by Satan's child. No, no, no. Let's get someone who doesn't want it, and we'll trick them into it. <laughs> oh, okay, because it's more evil. No, just because it's harder. Um, there, there's a lack of logic there that, that bemoans the idea of a, a group of silly people who just do silly things because that's the way it's done. You know, when you mention that the whole thing and them standing naked around her, says, "All right, none of us are sleeping with her, right? Yeah, how come we're all naked? <laughs> it's it's how we do this. It's how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. How it's done? Yeah, we we're all we don't stand around naked. Do we have sex later? No, shut up. <laughs> we don't do that. It, it, it's, it's just. Silly Satanists. I, 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 that's all. I, I can't get over that. Um, I mean, have I breezed over any part of the film that you were that you wanted to make reference to, as far as uh, how slow it was or annoying? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, and I probably watched. It's probably been about three or four weeks since I wa- actually watched the movie because I did watch it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same here. So, so I'm definitely. I'm probably not remembering everything. Like when I and I didn't write notes when I watched it. I should have, but um I think we touched on everything we should touch on. Let's put it that way. I I will say I love Casavetti's cuz I think he pulls off a bad actor perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> like this guy this guy is like making a living pretending and he can't even like like lie to his wife effectively. Yeah. So what are these scratches? Oh, I didn't, I didn't want to miss baby night. So you raped me while I was drunk to say, well, you wouldn't mind. I thought I figured you, you'd want me to do that, D- dude, really? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I, that's right. Yeah, we're, that, that's at a time period where I was like, well, we're married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, it's not, it's not rape if we're married. <laughs> it's like, babe, babe, yeah. those, those are the rules. I want it. I get it. Come on. <laughs> and then you make me steak and we're good. It's yeah. It's a very 
it's a very feminist film, which may sound like an odd thing to say, because it 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 portrays a very misogynistic society. Uh, right. I even like the the the. the New Year's Eve par- or the party where she throws with all her friends like get her in the kitchen and lock Cassavetes out. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, you poor thing, you should you gotta leave here. <laughs> you need to go to the hospital. <laughs> He's like, those little those 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 hen uh, those I forget what he calls them. He's like so start he starts trashing at her friends and right. when she did when he takes the book away from her. Oh right. <laughs> and even when the doctor's like, now I don't want you to go reading books now and getting ideas in your head. It's so just blatantly right out there the whole idea of the woman just does what she's told and again i think that's right. where the uh true true fear of the film comes and i think that would have been a 10 times better film uh I, again i haven't read the book so I, I don't know if i can criticize the book the same way but i think it would have been so much better and so much more interesting if she really was imagining everything okay if there wasn't a satanic call and it was just her husband's a bit of a dick. The neighbors are eccentric, and but but she just her mind races with all these things, and she's led down this path of delusion to the point where. And I'm sorry, at the end, where where she uh, walks in with a knife into the mm-hmm. room where where all the satanists are there with the baby. After she's realized that these people have been not had not only molested her but have been just fucking with her nonstop, have result have like killed her friend. Her close friend as well. Uh, how how that knife doesn't end up on somebody's neck? Yeah, right. You know, when when Cassavetes walks up to her, the first thing she's like, "Shunk!" Right there. It's like <laughs> there's no more talking. There's no more talking. And, and a very minor point: all the Satanists don't seem the bit worried when she takes the knife and walks right up to the baby carriage. Yeah, well, the one woman does. She said she's liable. She's like, "It's okay. It's his mother." <laughs> She's gonna do anything to the child. Yeah, yeah. I, I, somebody should have gotten the knife in the neck. I, yeah. which... Everyone is calm except for that one lady. That's like the one that could barely see with the Coke bottle glasses, <laughs> <laughs> who's had library material written all over her. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I she's mean, liable to do something. He's like, it's okay. It's his mother. She can see her son. <laughs> and, and she again, walks over. Dark- she's like, what's wrong with his eyes? He's like, he's got his father's eyes. Adrian, hell Satan. And then that whole yeah, scene I- progresses through. And then next thing you know, she's rocking. He's like, yeah, maybe this isn't so bad. <laughs> and then they play the, the you know, the, well, then it's, it's, the it's, creepy, yeah, it's that- creepy kids music at the end. Yeah, that's not, that's not too much. And that's... Uh- that also lies plays in that whole idea of how scary it is because the idea that no matter how much you fight at the end, you will become what they want you to become. Right. Uh, so again, as a, as a you know, for a woman, I can see this being a very terrifying film because of the underlying tones of that. And going back to that whole thing at the end there, to defend my my dark humor position for this film, when Castavetti goes up to her, is like. So, I mean, honey, if you had lost a kid, it'd be the same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, don't worry. We're going to be able to try. We'll be able to try yeah, we'll, again. We'll have try. lots yeah, we'll of kids. Kid. She spits in his face like, no, knife in the throat. What do you, What do you, What is this? That's all he gets, a spit in the face? Yeah, just, but, don't, 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 don't worry about this one. Just this one, but, don't worry about it. Yeah, but the, the, just I think there's so much humor there. There's an idea that he's still trying to talk her out of it. Still right. trying to rationalize it. Yeah, let Satan rape you, but I mean, babe, come on, we can have another kid. I mean, that's just you know, that's just the end times. That's nothing. (laughs) 
Yeah, this is Satan's kid. He's going to take over the world. We'll have more and we'll all be slaves. What do you think? <laughs> Hail Satan. <laughs> and I have to point out, again, because synchronicity is always at play here. After I watched this for you, mm -hmm. for the movie challenge, uh, I think a week later, I watched This Is The End. Ah. Yes, I saw and there's that too. And there's a scene in the film where, uh, what's his name from uh, Superbad? Jonah, Jonah Hill. Hill. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, when Jonah Hill is actually raped by a demon, and at one point he says, this is not a dream, this is really happening. And all I can think <laughs> of is, there's got to be, if, if I had seen that in a theater, like there's got to be maybe ten people in the audience to get that joke. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's, I, Rosemary's Baby's not an obscure film, but really, how many people beyond our generation have actually taken the time I mean, to see the movie? 45 That's, fucking years old. I, I consider that an obscure joke. Yeah. And I, I was I was kind of and I was shocked to find it a week after having rewatched the film in a in a in a contemporary comedy about the end of the world. Same here. So I was, think I I think I watched the film around the same time you did cuz I watched uh -huh. it about 2 weeks ago. This is the end. Yeah. yeah 3 <laughs> weeks for me. Oh, okay. But yeah, you're right. It is a very <laughs> obscure joke and in a theater that crowd, the crowd the <clears throat> demographic for that movie, the demo for that movie, you're right. Yeah. They didn't get it. Who gets this joke? They might have looked it up, and that might have pushed them towards Rosemary's <laughs> Baby. <coughs> you sound like what I had two weeks ago. I'm still getting over it. It's been going around. It sucks. It was, that was a mute button. Hold on a you second. Need a, you need a moxicillin. <laughs> kind of made a face from the guy from Street Trash before he exploded. Uh, much better. Much better. <laughs> Well, it's like um, my girlfriend, Holly, has a joke. Not a joke, a story of her mother. Her mother told her uh, when she was young, she went to see um, uh, Dr. Strangelove in the theater. Okay. When it came out. And there's the one scene where uh, Peter Sellers is showing off the, the, the guy with the gun because he won't help him. And he looks at his name badge and says, Mr. Bat Guano, if that is your real name. And... <laughs> She said that her and her friend who had gone to see the movie just laughed hysterically, and nobody else in the theater laughed. Like, they were the only ones that knew what Bat Guano actually was, apparently, or found it funny. Really? Okay. So, yeah, so I, I guess that kind of in-joke, I guess, depending on what crowd you're in, it's, it's uh, I don't know how obscure Bat Guano is as a joke, but it's like that same kind of idea. It's like, they threw this in there, and who's going to catch it? Yeah, of course, having a whole scene with that line is a bit... A bit more than a throwaway line in a scene, but uh, there's that. There's that. So are um, we uh, are we done with uh, Rosemary's Baby? I I I think Rosemary's done with it definitely. Uh, now wanna, on IMDb, do we want to rate it on IMDb? Yeah, on IMDb it's got a solid eight point Way too high. Way too high. I mean this thing. I mean, it's there's a lot of films in the top 250 that are above 8.0, uh, uh -huh. but this is very close to, to a top 250 for Christ's sakes. I mean, that's insane. Yeah. Um, I would actually see if I gave it a six, that would almost mean that it's good. I think a five might be appropriate for it. I can't go that low. I'd have to say six. You think five is too low? 
I think five is too low. I don't think it's an average film. I think there's some good scenes in it. Uh, I, Cassavetes is a great actor. I, th- you know, oh, yeah. Uh, and, and again, I, th- I think it's effective on what it, it, on the level I, I described. Uh, I think its shortcomings are, th- again, this, this this weird dichotomy between the, the, the straight tension of the first part of the film, or uh, the first two acts of the film, and then this kind of almost comical third act where the sat- Satanists are revealed as silly as they are. Um, I, I, I would honestly want to give it a, a seven or a six. I think seven's too high. Okay. I just think it's too high. I think seven kind of pushes it towards it. I mean, we've given we've given better films lower scores than a than a seven. I think. Hmm. I, I guess I'm okay I, with a six. I think six oh, is is good. I just remember one one quick scene I wanted to mention when they find the 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 first girl that was supposed to have Satan's child, but apparently she didn't want it. Oh, yeah. uh, when they find that outside and they're interviewing the cops are interviewing uh, Mia Farrow and Cassavetes, there's this one guy that walks behind them in the crowd, and it's a great little shot because he just walks by and looks over briefly and just does this. He just goes, mm. <laughs> keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an extra that had the like that one extra mug for the shot. <laughs> just 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 walk by and glance. He's like, no no no, I'm gonna give him a face. <laughs> Now, all the uh, the oh. nude scenes in the film, that's all stunt be. double stuff. They can't because be. yeah, I, I, no, yeah, it's all stunt no, double no. stuff because they didn't even bother to uh, to get a woman with the same size breasts. <laughs> yeah, all the nude shots uh, are the her the breasts of the female that they show are way bigger. <laughs> I, I do not think Mia Farrow's nipples are that large. That's just me. I don't. It's just you, we got to ask Frank. <laughs> Frank was doing her good for a while. (laughs) In the summer wind. (laughs) Hey, Mia. Can you sit on my lap? (laughs) I can't help it. I'm doing Phil Hartman's Saturday Night Live Frank Sinatra. (laughs) I can't help it. I'm sorry. It's funny. All right, so we're going to give it a six? We're going to give it a six. I'd love to give it... And we can't do half points. I'd give it a 6.5. I would I just, be happy. I, with a I, I can't give it a seven. I just I can't. And an eight seems to be the popular score. Twenty nine percent people voted it as an eight. But what's the uh, age group for the eight? No, that's just overall. Actually, oh, wow. when, when you, you know break what? it down, all age groups are pretty much eight. Yeah, it's just a few people that voted. Uh, like the the point nine percent that gave it a three, the point seven percent that gave it a two. Uh, and, and I even can't rationalize giving it that low of a rating. No, I, I def- didn't like the film, not. but uh, yeah, but I, I don't think it's it's uh, Jimcato worthy, not by a long shot. No, and and it- and some of the stuff is laughable just based on how long ago it was. I mean, I guess there are probably a lot of women, modern women, who watch this, and 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 don't even like the Mia Farrow character or can't relate to her. Uh, but we're talking about a different generation and a different time period. Where a housewife of that nature is probably more understandable, right? Yeah, or at least you know, common. But uh, anyway, enough of that bullshit. Uh, your movie challenge, sir. All right. Do I get to try and now, guess it? It's it's almost up to the flip of a coin here, because I I want to stick with the idea of silly satanists or or I I, I love this theme of 
of uh, of some kind of cult performing this long confidence game just to have an uh, just just to impregnate or kill somebody at the end. Okay. Uh, one film I almost I almost challenged you to is the uh, I believe it was called Witchboard or Ouija. I think it was called Witchboard back then. Okay. Exact same plot. Uh, where it's like, oh, at the end, it's like, oh, oh, everybody's in on it. I get it. Uh, and I'm torn between. I thought two you were going to say uh, Spellbound. With is that uh, the one I'm thinking of? Well, that's the one with um, what's her face, John Travolta's wife. Um, it, well, no, you might be. Well, hold on, let me look it up. But uh, they're, they're, I remember, I remember look. seeing it as a kid. They all came out the same time. There was a rash of them. Oh, maybe it's not called Spellbound. I think it was called Spell Something, though. I thought Witchboard, but I might be wrong with Witchboard. Could no, be Witchboard. Witchboard was something else. I can't even remember the name of the title now. Um, or the title of the film now. But it was just the thing. Like, it was a lawyer guy that finds this girl, and she's being harassed by uh, a cult, and he protects her. And it was this weird confidence game just to get him alone on the beach so they could sacrifice him. Which is like, oh, right. how did you notice it would play out this way? It's ridiculous. It's insane. Uh, the, the end of the game made more sense. So, the, yeah. I, and I, I guess I couldn't have challenged you to it because I can't remember the name of the damn film. But that was one of the options. And it came down, it came down to the two that I felt would really Spell work. Binder. Spell that's Binder. The one, I think that's, that's the, the one. one I'm thinking of. And I will check to see if that's the one I'm thinking of. I don't think so. 1995? No, 88. 80, 88. 88. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. I think that's the <laughs> one. I always remembered it because I remember how it ends. You is know, it, is it, that a it beach, was, right? Um, no, I thought it was in the house. Well, the house might be on a beach. I don't remember exactly. Wait, is MC... MC Ganey's in it. Brock? Yeah, this is the one. Yeah, it yeah. ends on a beach. I oh, remember okay. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you were almost okay. going to challenge me to that? I was almost going to, but I wanted to go something more current and badder. Uh, worser. 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 And <laughs> uh, so I almost challenged you. It was very close. Neck and neck. Uh, but the one that didn't make it was Lords of Salem. Ooh. Haven't seen it yet, and I know you haven't. But I have, and the only reason that w that lost is because I've seen it and you haven't, and I wanted to go with the one that neither of us have seen yet. Okay, all right. And it's and it's one that we both should have seen years ago, but we keep putting it off. Oh, oh shit! You know what I'm talking about now. You guessed it, didn't you? Well, no, I I haven't. I'm just I'm go running through the movies in my head that we should have seen years ago, but haven't. Uh -huh. but and talk is about it, is it the wicker man yes it is <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that'd be a giveaway oh if you come over saturday we should watch it together <laughs> I, I i think i think we have to i think we need some bonding time and i think i think that's the one and oh it, my god i i've had it burn how it burn how it burn i i've had it described to me repeatedly and I've and I've seen a couple of scenes clip, clips whenever people talk about them, but right. I have not yet seen the film its entirety, and and it's supposedly god awful, so we have to see it. Oh man, the Wicker Man! <laughs> I remember uh, flipping through one of your um, 
what was it, Video Watchdog, I think it was. Uh-huh. And I had told you that I had I had never seen the original Wicker Man. Because I mm-hmm. think we were talking about the remake. It was, they were going to do a remake with Nicolas Cage. And I, I was like, oh, I never saw the original. And you're like, oh, read this article in Video Watchdog, and it gives away the whole ending. <laughs> no, and I didn't get... The video watchdog never really gives away the endings. Okay, well, what you gave me gave away the ending in detail. Okay. Oh, that and was that was cult films. Cult films. Was it? Oh, okay. So I read it uh, and I didn't get mad, but I'm like, dude, this that totally gave me the ending. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? That, that and you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah, that is a must-have for any uh, library. I'm trying to remember who the author is. There's, it's a series of three books called Cult Films. I actually remember reading it in high school once. I was in detention. Oh, really? Uh, I was, it was like a, one of those things. You're, you're late for homeroom, so you have to go to fucking detention. It's bullshit. Fucking, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm on the fourth fucking floor. Yeah, I was a minute late. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but I was reading it in, in detention, and the teacher uh, took me, like, came up to me and confronted me and said, do you think it's appropriate for school? He's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I don't know about Satanism and stuff. No, not that kind of cult. <laughs> what are you talking about? Really? Really? <laughs> really? No, no, no. This isn't Satan. Even if it was, it would still, it'd still be Satanic films. It says films. What the fuck? Really? So I had like explained to her what a cult film was. <laughs> but it's a series of three books, and it, it covers some, some of the very basic films that are out there. Some good, some bad. It's where I first learned about Phantom of the Paradise before I ever saw it. Uh, I give I give that series a lot of credit. I'm just trying to real quick. Uh, you know what? Real quick, the scene that's that's on the screen right now, they're giving yeah. her a needle or they're taking blood, and the doctor uh-huh. comes in and asks her a question. She goes, "Oh, uh, we did this. It was very nice." And then it's ab- abruptly cuts away. I can guarantee you that because Polanski, the, the way he is, she was really getting blood drawn, and they had one shot. To do it, one take, and I awesome. and I can guarantee that's why the doctor comes in the way he does. He asks her the question, she answers the question, and then boom, the scene's over, and it is just, just slam slammed into the next scene. It was so poorly edited, so I can absolutely guarantee that's why that was. And it's just scenes like that are through the whole film because it's like, okay, we got one shot to do this. We're doing it once, so we don't have to do it again. Because if they flub the line, they got to draw blood again, or they got to do it you know a fake way because they're not going to stick a needle in her arm twice yeah they should wow <laughs> i i didn't mean that um oh those those books i was talking about they're called frank cult was movies, sticking volumes. it to her good <laughs> they're called cult movies volumes one two and three they're by danny peary p-e-a-r-y uh-huh. uh you can probably get copies of them on amazon and half.com and stuff he uh he, he's not a straight film writer he also writes books on sports uh, which explains why I don't agree with some of his uh, criticisms of some of the films. But overall, okay. they're, they're definitely interesting reads for somebody who wants to broaden their horizons, so to speak, on on unusual movies. <laughs> That's my pitch. Okay, very good. Mm. All right, what? Um, uh, real quick, before we end yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mentioned before that I have... Uh, Going going back to school, and I just started my new semester, yes. and I'm at the school I'm going to. You can you you choose your own um, your own study plan, what you're going to work on. Oh, that's cool. 
So be, so going for a creative writing degree, I'm pretty much telling them what I'm going to write, and as long as it meets scholastic requirements as far as like growth and work and everything else, I have I have a, uh, an advisor who helps me pick things that'll work. I, uh, that's what I write. So I'm already writing a story about a killer penis, and <laughs> of course you are. I love the school, and for my for a critical paper, I talked to them to let me do movie reviews. But really? since I'm but he wanted me to do like like critical papers, you know. So you have citations, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, more more professional movie, not just like me talking about what I like. And while I'm doing it, he also he said he would like it if I did movies that were based on books, because then there would be like you know that whole literature involvement too. And I was like, well, okay, I can do that. I've done that already with you know Lugosi and stuff. And I thought, wait a minute, I can make this work for the show. Because I know some bad movies that were based on novels. One of them being <laughs> the terrible game. My first paper is going to be on Jim Cotta and wow. the terrible game. I am writing a paper for college on Jim Cotta. I fucking rock. That's awesome. also also planned is the is the Wolfen. Okay. And I guarantee you I'm the first student at the school to ever have a study plan. That has a reference to Die Hard 2, because I'm going to do Die Hard 2 and the book 54 Minutes that it's based on. <laughs> and I, and I, I tried reading the 54 Minutes once, and I got four pages into it. That's how fucking bad it is. <laughs> so, so for the next few episodes, as I do my research, I will be doing more highlights from the terrible game. Awesome. But, I have, but I'm going to be reading the whole book, so I'll just give us the juicy parts when I get to them. Nice. I just wanted to mention that. I have the music all ready and queued up for you whenever you want to do well, it. You know what? I'll, I will have I'll, I will have a quick segment for next episode. Cool. And, and I, I've already started reading further in uh, than when we last left, and I can tell you, it doesn't get better. <laughs> all right, then. All right, let's go ahead and end the show. Okay. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode, what, 123 of Movie Sucktastic. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You can go to iTunes and download and listen to all of our episodes. Leave reviews there. We always like those. You can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com and you can download and or listen to our episodes there too. You can also check out uh, the show live from the website. You can also go to livestream.com slash moviesucktastic and do the same damn thing. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. You can leave us email at themovieguys@moviesucktastic.com. You can do that right from our website. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. And you go to our Tumblr, which is moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. And that's about it. You can go to Google and you can do a search for Moviesucktastic and you'll literally find us everywhere. Um, just a quick remind, since you mentioned iTunes and ratings, we currently yeah. have 12, 12 ratings on iTunes. That's not enough, people. We need I more. Agree, we have five customer reviews. We want triple digits. That's right. So get out there and leave reviews. All right? And, uh, and some final words, sir? Yeah. Uh, in, in commemoration of what I just discussed, olive oil. <laughs> olive oil. Olive oil. We rub ourselves <laughs> with olive oil and then, <laughs> and then wrestle. That almost, that almost sound like Tyler Kitsch. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me slather that burrito in olive oil. 
<laughs> Alright, everybody. Oh. <laughs> talk to you next week. <laughs> Good night. Week. Yeah, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. Hey, now. <laughs>